We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, welcome to the Hoosier Huddle podcast. We're finally back. It's uh, Sammy Jacobs. Along with me is TJ Inman as well. We're ready to talk some football, some life, uh, a lot of things. We've been on a hiatus since April, I think mid-April. Uh, so it's good to be back. Our countdown's at 88 days today, 87 days tomorrow. Uh, to, to scheduled kickoff, I'm still using uh, scheduled TJ because – you just don't know in this day and age, um, you know, with, with new things popping up. So we're 88 days away from the scheduled kickoff of the 2020 Indiana football season. Um, and then along for the ride with us this year, we are partnered up with Armchair Sports, Armchair Media. So you can find our podcast on Spotify, on iTunes, and on the Armchair Media Network. Uh, so Armchair is a collection of 50-plus podcasts, including ours. It tries to bring all the local podcasts together into one place, so it's a little bit easier uh, to figure out. Uh, Starting on on June 1st, Bet Online uh, will serve as our title sponsor for our show, as well as for Armchair. Sports are starting to come back. I I know a lot of betting junkies who have been betting, uh, like Belarusian hockey and things like that, so people are dying to – to start putting um, money down on some some bets. We have NASCAR's back, UFC's back, golf's back, NBA's coming back. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of of sports coming back. So if Bet Online is going to be our title sponsor. So to see things all armchair, search armchair media whenever you get um, your pods. Also, check us on Armchair's website, which is armchairmedianetwork.com, and their social channel channels are at Armchair Media. Um, armchair Media, those who can do, those who can't, take a seat. Uh, so, TJ, welcome back. How, how, uh, how have the last few months been? Yeah, it's uh, certainly been a difficult time for, for the country and for um, you know, just for, I think everybody personally trying to deal with, uh, kind of the isolation that the pandemic brings about followed by, uh, the murder of George Floyd and the, uh, you know, just from an IU football standpoint, um, it's been a very difficult time for, for the IU football family. While I'm not impacted personally by that, I mean, Cam Wilson's parents murdered, uh, and then former player Chris Beatty, uh, who touched a lot of people within the community. Uh, he was uh, gunned down and murdered um, last week. It, it's just been a, 
a lot of very bad news, I think. And from a personal standpoint, you know, I'm, I'm doing fine. Uh, family's healthy. Uh, I don't have anything to complain about. Um, you know, there, there are some things here and there that you uh, could complain about. And I, I catch myself thinking how fortunate I am and how, how uh, much better off I am than many others around this country. And um, it's, you know, sports serve as a distraction for, for us. Uh, it's a very, you know, enjoyable way for us to, to pass time and have, have commonalities and common ground. Uh, and I think that that's incredibly important, you know, in any time, but particularly uh, with what's happening right now in our country and um, with a fight for that is really coming to the foreground. I think it's a, overall a net positive that it is um, for racial equality, for for justice uh, within the the criminal justice system. Uh, and the reform that's needed there. And um, I think sports do provide not just something we can talk about, but something that, that can be bonded over and something that, uh, that I think we have seen. Tom Allen, and we'll talk about this, the, the leadership that he has shown uh, that, you know, we can, not to be cliche, but we can love each other. It's something that, that, yeah. You just have to look to the Indiana program to see a shining example of that. Yeah, and uh, we'll get on uh, into all of that and it, on the second half of our show. Um, yeah. We didn't want to rush through things um, and, and things like that, but our first part of the show, uh, there has been some IU news um, uh, uh on the recruiting forefront since we've last talked, yeah. they picked up commitments from a whole bunch of people. Uh, Cause we haven't been on uh, that long, but uh, you picked up uh, most recently Trenton Howland and athlete, three-star athlete, probably going to play running back, but is reminds a lot of people of Stevie Scott, uh, six mm-hmm. 218 played both ways, running back and linebacker in high school. Um, so he's a nice pickup. Jordan Williams, who's an ESPN four-star recruit, wide receiver out of Georgia. He's going to play his high school ball in Texas um, at, uh, I think, Dallas Christian um, or Dallas Catholic. Uh, one of those schools that Deion Sanders is on staff there. Uh, so he's a nice pickup as well. Um, David Holloman, he was clocked at a 4-2-40, a running back out of Michigan, uh, a three-star guy. Again, they beat out some guys for him. And, you know, w- with the exodus of running backs in that room with Cole Guest and Ronnie Walker and Ivory Winters leaving, uh, getting two guys in, uh, in in this 2021 class was huge. And then IU also added Australian uh, punter James Evans. Uh, Hayden Whitehead's back this year, um, but they need a replacement. and why why not go back to uh, Pro Kick Australia? James Evans is from Auckland, New Zealand, uh, but he's worked with the Pro Kick Australia people who have done phenomenal things for punters uh, coming over the United States. And it's just that, that group of guys, um, I mean, I use class is going to be small, uh, small again, because they, they have such a young team. 
and but the pieces they're picking up are 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 really nice. They're they're good plug and play pieces. Their average star rating, average rating is eighty five point nine six. Last year is eighty five point zero zero. So people who get caught up on on where they rank nationally and in the Big Ten. Um, with the smaller classes, go go to your average ranking. And right now, the, this class is rated higher than than last year. It's got eight commits uh, and things like that. But right now, Indiana is um, is trying to uh, plug some holes. They're in that we need to plug some holes uh, type of mentality, and they're trying to get the the best player they can um, at those positions. Any any other thoughts on on the uh, recruits coming in? I think some people were surprised that IU has two running backs lined up already. I think something to consider, uh, you know, there's a very real possibility that this is Stevie Scott's final season uh, in Wilmington. We don't have any information on that. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have any information on that. We're not tipping anything off here, but you just have to look at how running backs are valued. And the longer you stay in college, the more quote miles you have on your tires, uh, yeah. and that about, that yeah, mentality he, has to come into play for Scott. It does. So, yeah. you know, if you take that into consideration, then you've got. Let's say that Stevie does go. Let's say he has a good year and earns himself a place in the NFL draft, where a team tells him, "Okay, we got a fourth round grade on you." You know, okay, then Stevie Scott is. You know, maybe he considers then going pro, he turns pro, and if you're Indiana and if you're caught unprepared, well, then you're down to Samson James, uh, Tim Baldwin, and David Ellis, which good group for sure, but you need to bolster that. So adding two guys, one of them looks like a you know direct replacement for Stevie Scott in terms of body type and the way he runs, and then another one, Holloman, is just a burner uh, that you can use in a lot of different ways and get creative with because of that game-changing speed, uh, which Indiana needs more of. They need more explosiveness uh, out of that group. So, um, you know, I, I'm really excited about the future of David Ellis but uh, and, and the future of Baldwin, and, and we know that Samson James Flash, what he can do, but it makes sense to add to especially if they're two quality pieces like what Indiana has. These aren't guys that they've settled for. Uh, these yeah. are players they wanted. Um, then in terms of Williams, just look at his offer list. I mean, I'm no expert, but I look at who else wanted this guy. And there were a lot of big-time schools that Everybody. offered Williams. So uh, to me, what that says is all these people can't be wrong. Surely yeah. he's got to be good. Now, his tape looks good. So, I mean, that that's the – part but everybody's tape can look good it's the fact that his tape looked good plus look at that offer list that's impressive and I think he'll be a, a nice addition um, I think you're you're still going to be looking for some more defensive ends uh, I think you're still going to be looking for another tight end um, and like you said it's going to be a smaller class so uh, depending on attrition from the roster which no way to know at this point after this coming season Indiana could be looking at anywhere from another, you know, six to, to maybe 10 spots left in the class to, to add some additional pieces, but so far so good. Yeah. And going back to Stevie Scott, he, he's got over 400 carries in his college career. 
if he exp- mm-hmm. if he stays healthy, avoids that catastrophic injury, you think he'd get another 200-something carries and another 1,000 yards this year, and there's there's no value in, in coming back to college in terms of, of your, your draft stock. So um, I think Indiana realizes that. It definitely seems like the writing is on the wall, and and it's could be good for IU too. It's another running back you get drafted. It's it's good for recruiting. It's another you know sales piece um, that you could go out on on um, on the recruiting trail for. Uh, some other news that came up: TJ, Indiana is uh, is coming back to to do voluntary workouts. Uh, the first wave of players are traveling back to Bloomington as we speak. Uh, they'll be tested um, for for the virus over the next couple of days. Uh, there's a couple day quarantine, uh, and then activities begin, uh, I believe, on June 15th uh, with voluntary activities. Uh, they they put out a whole um, like 17 page packet on on how it's going to look. But they're coming back in three or four waves. The first wave is, is I think, 66 people uh, coming in. You have groups of 10, 10 people, uh, not 10 players, but 10 people in, in the weight room and things like that. And um, we'll see how that goes. And, you know, you've seen the news from, from Alabama where five players, at least five players test positive and things like that. So it's, it's a waiting game. And, and this is what um, – and this is what happens in this situation is that you're, you're waiting on, on data to come out. And it's a, a new virus uh, that we're dealing with. And, and that data is like every other scientific study, it takes time. And so that's why things are coming back slowly. Um, and if, as a teacher in Indianapolis, we, we got our return to school guidelines uh, last Friday and it is a 38 page bear of a document that you know it doesn't really say much but you could you know in terms of hey when we're going back this is how it's going to look but the guidelines for it's you know it's going to take some time people have thought out these plans but it is still a very fluid situation and you might have to go to plan c d e and f uh, in a normal situation when you maybe go to plan B uh, and things like that. And also uh, out today in somewhat breaking news, um, the NCAA football oversight committee came out with their six week practice plan um, to get the season started on time. Uh, It's something Mm -hmm. that I saw a few days ago, Uh, but it's voluntary workouts uh, go up and through, uh, through July 12th. It's five stages that, that starts with the voluntary and virtual activities uh, and, and starts the regular season on time, including week zero. Um, so uh, from July, uh, June 1st to Ju- uh, July 12th are the voluntary and virtual activities. Then you have two weeks, uh, just about two weeks of summer access. Uh, between July 13th and July 23rd, uh, that means um, you know required summer athletics uh, activities are are allowed. Um, uh, you know to do that, there's weight training, conditioning, film review, getting ready uh, for fall camp. Um, 
that also goes with uh, walkthroughs starting July 24th to August 6th. Um, won't get into all the, the details there. Preseason camp, and this is what everybody's waiting for. Preseason camp is set to open August 7th. Uh, you get it or 29 days before your first contest. So for Indiana, it would be August 6th since they play on September 4th uh, as of right now. Um, week zero is going to um, take place. So there are a few games in week zero. The only game not taking place in week zero that was scheduled was Notre Dame Navy, which was supposed to be in Ireland, and they pushed that back a week and moved it to Annapolis. And then the regular season is supposed to start September 5th. That's plan A, or that's plan A of, of the COVID situation. Um, plan mm -hmm. A was just normal business as usual. Um, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel. The road gets a little bit clearer. Uh, and, and things like that. So you could, you can, we're getting close enough and the road is well lit enough to, to say we could get there. We, we could see the destination now. It's there. Um, there are still obstacles, um, you know, just like any other road in Indiana, there could be a pothole and a major one. Um, but it, it's, it's there and it's a good feeling and, and we'll see where it goes. But any thoughts on, on those schedules, TJ? I think from a logistics standpoint, everything looks like it makes sense. Uh, you know, I think for the coaching staff, they are probably most anxious, one, just to have the players back uh, and get to be together as a unit again. But Number two, get their kind of intake evaluations, if you will. Um, really see, okay, who's been putting in the work? Who has actually taken advantage of this and gotten themselves better? Uh, and who has shown up and they have not put in quite as much work as you'd like them to? Uh, and taking that intake evaluation, getting that new baseline for each guy, particularly with the new strength staff that IU has. I mean, for, for Coach Wellman, uh, you know, it's going to be the first time he's really meeting a lot of these guys face-to-face. -face. So, uh, and his staff, same thing. So, um, you know, it's going to be really important for them to get that uh, intake done and then develop a plan from there to get ready for camp. That is your, your primary objective from a NCAA standpoint and a Big Ten standpoint, uh, every every school is going to have to kind of be able to come to grips with, okay, we have a positive test here. Here's how we move forward. Um, yeah. It's going to happen. It is inevitable. And it's going to have a, you know, whether we like it or not, it is going to have an impact on the season coming, uh, coming up. Um, if there is to be a season, COVID's going to be a part of it in terms of the attendance, in terms of the testing and what a positive test means and how you react to that. Uh, I think that just from a, off the top of my head, depth is going to be more important than ever um, because you're not just going to have only injuries to contest with. 
So it's going to be very, very interesting. But for now, uh, everything looks like it makes sense. And and like you said, there's going to be some some potholes, but hopefully nothing uh, kind of major that that knocks the wheels off this thing. Um, Because like we said at the start, uh, college football is, you know, we love it. It's uh, it's a great thing that uh, means a lot to us and means a lot to the college athletic ecosystem. Um, football is so important that not having a season or having one that is significantly impacted by COVID in terms of its length or its finances uh, would be devastating to collegiate athletics. So uh, we'll see. I mean, so far, I think the NCAA or, or collegiate athletics as a whole uh, have handled this as well as they can. Yeah, and it, it's it's about, you know, having a plan of, okay, control what you can control. You can't really control the virus, but you can control how you respond to, to a positive test. And yeah. you know, Indiana's um, trying to group people who, who live together in groups. They're trying, trying to spread out position groups, so you don't want all your quarterbacks in the same group or stuff like that. It's uh, a, a lot of thought. Um, has gone into this process. And that's what people need to remember is that um, this takes a long time to plan and things are so fluid and change so often uh, that just have a little bit of patience and, and, you know, eventually we'll get through it and things like that. Um, So that's where it stands. Uh, Right now the season's on as scheduled and I know in our you know, conversations, we've gone back and forth on, oh, no, this isn't good for the season. And, oh, yeah, we're definitely having a season. So yeah. it's uh, it's definitely been a roller coaster of a ride. And, you know, even more to your point about the ecosystem um, around college football, college sports, man, these college towns need those fans coming in too and, and support those local yeah. businesses and things like that. So hopefully that um, – you know, they, they get some fans. I don't think uh, you'll be at full capacity, but if you get some fans in town and bars are open, you know, people could go watch games other way. It's not like IU is selling out Memorial Stadium anyway. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. But let's um, let's turn to uh, the, the current events that have happened over the last week uh, involving racial injustice and social injustice. Um, and George Floyd's murder, uh, and things like it, it just ra- it, racial injustice uh, should cover it all. Um, but you could go on for for a week on on the current events. Um, I was very very impressed with Tom Allen's response. He was mm-hmm. either the first or one of the first Power Five coaches to put a statement out on Twitter. It it read really well. Um, there was no mincing words. Uh, there was no, you know, if, ands or buts about it, um, and, and things like that. And you go back to his LEO coach, LEO culture, which is love each other. Uh, they put out a terrific video on what that culture means at IU. And, yeah. you know, people have kind of laughed at Tom Allen, um, in the past because of that, but now you're seeing why he instituted that, that kind of culture. Um, especially you see schools like Iowa 
are now having issues. And it goes back to when Tom Allen was hired, Fred Glass said he wanted to be demanding without being demeaning. And that exact phrase had been used around the Iowa program too. It's how do you be demanding without being demeaning? And apparently Tom Allen has found the magic elixir. Uh, he was down at the marches down in, in Bloomington, uh, I believe on Saturday. I think they had uh -huh. upward of a thousand people down there. He's been at that front line. He's not shied away from those questions. Um, he's talked with his players. He wants to talk with them in person um, because these are conversations you want to have face-to-face -face and, and not on Zoom. But he's reached out to guys, too. Uh, you see his players backing him on, um, on Twitter as well. And it's just been refreshing to see a coach take that, take that angle. Uh, what are your thoughts on Tom Allen? You did a, a great piece on, on who he is uh, as a person with a giant heart. Well, I, gosh, it um, he's easy to root for is the, the easiest way to say that because Tom Allen is not just saying LEO as some hokey catchphrase. Uh, this, this is not just something he says at the end of interviews. Uh, you know, you'll, you'll hear – name your college coach, most of them are going to end their interviews with something, go Sooners or go Tide or whatever. It, it's, and I, there's nothing wrong with that at all. I'm not being critical of that. But Tom Allen's not adding LEO on the end of every interview just as a catchphrase. Yeah. The man lives it. He yep. 100% lives it. And I think that is critically important when you are talking about this particular issue because it is so easy uh, to just pay lip service to this, and people will see through that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And for Tom Allen, that, that's not the case. Uh, he has admitted that, look, I, as a white man, need to do more. However, I want to. I am here. I want to listen. I want to do my part to be a part of the solution. Um, and he has stood with his players. We have seen former players. You know, one thing that I noticed was guys that transferred out of the Indiana program were effusive in their praise of Tom Allen. Uh, you know, going out of their way to respond to his Twitter post or to his video uh, and say, love you, Coach Allen. You impacted my life. You changed my life. Um, or wouldn't be where I am without you. Something to that effect. Former players that played with him or played for him for a year or, or didn't even take the field for, for him as a head coach that transferred out um, that still had very high things to say about him. I, I just think he's a, a man of incredibly high character that the, the passion and the care that he has for his players, regardless of their color, regardless of their background, um, it, it shines through. And I think it, it is in, 
just very impressive uh, to see him lead, not just on this topic, but to be a leader of men. Uh, and I'm, you know, it will sound kind of hokey, and I'm fine with that. I am proud to have him as the head coach of Indiana University, and, and I'm, I'm proud to be able to, to cover, um, you know, his program. And that doesn't mean that we won't – we've said this before. It doesn't mean that we won't be critical uh, when that needs to happen. It doesn't mean that if the team is 2-10 and 10, that we are going to just say, well, yeah, but, man, he's a great guy, and, and gosh, he recruits, you know, really good – Really good kids. They better not go two uh, and know, ten. It, well, that's what I'm saying. Like we will, we will be very critical of that if it does happen. Whatever's on the field is ultimately uh, what you're judged on in college athletics, and and that's that's fine. But um, he's but, the, but he, his attitude makes dealing with the growing pains a lot easier. Um, cause Tom yeah. Allen's, he's yeah. a first-year head coach. We've all seen the mistakes that he's made. Um, you know, you know, you got to take responsibility for the onside kick against Tennessee, for the fake punt yep. botch at Penn State. There was another special teams gaffe. If you want to call it whatever, Michigan State, if you want to say there was a special teams gaffe on that, you can on the WAP failure return with the penalty. Um there have yeah. been time like there have been a lot of in-game learning experiences um, that Tom Allen has experienced. That because of how he's responded to this situation, you kind of deal with you, you give him the benefit of the doubt a little bit in terms of a longer leash and and things like that. Now, look, he won eight games last year he deserved the, the contract extension and all that stuff, but yeah. it, it goes back to, and, and people don't give Kevin Wilson enough credit either for bringing him in. And I, I think Greg Fry was instru- instrumental in bringing him in, in as well, but they saw something in Tom Allen that he was a good fit at Indiana and for that defense. And while Wilson ultimately took the bullet um, that made coach Allen, the head coach, you could deal with those growing pains a lot, e- a, a lot easier, easier with knowing that this is the guy who's representing your university on, on Saturdays and on the recruiting trail. And you just look at the situation in Iowa and you just go, maybe Fred Glass knew what he was doing, you know, it, it, yeah. Um, yeah. and things like that. And then you had the strength coach, uh, Chris Doyle, put out something, you know, and he said he was sorry. And then at the bottom of the, the letter, he said, well, I wouldn't change, you know, he basically doubled back on it and things like that. So sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. It's, it's things like that, but it's nice to not have to be involved in, in that in that stuff. And it's, it's so refreshing to see, uh, and, and the stuff at Clemson, so refreshing to see a college football head coach. And I know mm-hmm. that there's a, a bunch of them who, who fell in line behind Allen as well, um, who have done a great job, but it, it's just, a, it's very refreshing. And then let's change um, over to Chris Beatty. Uh, I didn't know him personally. I knew a lot of people who did know him personally and it was a complete tragedy what happened. He was trying to break up a robbery, was shot, killed. Um, 
but talking to all the people that knew him, uh, how you remember people is your legacy. And it did not take all that long for the city of Indianapolis, if he didn't know who Chris Beatty was, to figure it out. Um, this this guy, they have the hashtag live like Chris. He, his legacy is going to live on forever because he was that guy who was always positive, always lending a helping hand. Um, and all those things. Now, I my time at IU was right after he graduated, but we are mutual friends. I'm sure I've met him in person a couple of times just because how, how often I hung out with his mutual friends. But the resp- the he was all in on Coach Allen and all in on, on Indiana football. And it's just to have you, that life taken at 38, when he could have made – he had so many more years to make an impact on on the city of Indianapolis, on Indiana football, uh, and, and things like that. It's just an awful, awful tragedy um, and things like that. So uh, I, I know Homefield is doing a uh, T-shirt, uh, a Live Like Chris T-shirt mm-hmm. with number 96 on it. Those proceeds are going to the um, the Chris Beatty – uh, Memorial Fund, which funds scholarships at, at Cathedral and IU. Uh, the last time I checked, it was over like $100,000. Um, and that's on GoFundMe as well. So, you know, it, it took all of a week for, for the community to come together. And that's rare, uh, unless you're an absolutely great person. It's rare. And Chris Beatty was, was that absolutely great person. Um, that that people cared about and are are sad to see see go in, in a devastating fashion where we, he was trying to do the right thing. Uh, any thoughts mm-hmm. on on that, TJ? No, I think you you said it very well. And um, you know, uh, any time that you see somebody that has had that big of a positive impact in relatively you know short amount of time 38 years is not a long life and he clearly had a a very large impact on a uh, number of people and a you know a few different communities that that he really um, left his imprint on and uh, you lament you know the the lie or the years that that he's not going to have uh, to do more things like that while also you know, celebrating the the time that, that he did get to have to um, do those positive things. And it's a, a delicate balance to, to have there while you're um, very sad that, that he will not get to continue that, uh, that life. It's, you know, you, you celebrate what he was able to do. And I think you're seeing that with the scholarship fund and um, with all the, the touching tributes that were put out, including the, uh, really well done mural downtown um, in his honor. So certainly Indiana football um, lost lost a really clearly a good guy and um, former player. And I just uh, you know take this moment to give our condolences to his family and, and his friends. Uh, well, that wasn't us. You know, it it, it certainly. Um, I, it, it just pains me that uh, the gun culture that we have 
in America, this wasn't us, but it, it could be, you know, it could be if we had the courage to try and do the right thing, you know, uh, I'd like to think that I, I would try to do what Chris Beatty did and, and try to help somebody. Uh, and that's what he gets for it. And that's, it's a, a tragedy on a lot of levels. And uh, we could get into a more political discussion. We will wisely steer away from that here, but certainly a, another tragedy and a, a growing list of them and what's been a very rough year. Yeah, it's, uh, it's 2020 is, is taking a real toll on a lot of people, um, millions and millions of people. But we'll see, hopefully, um, you know, lessons are learned and people come together and, and you know, you make the best out of a, of a terrible situation. Um, and, you know, people can impact communities in, in different ways and hopefully they, they go out and, and do that and we'll see, uh, We'll see what happens. But when it comes back to the fall, I think uh, sports are going to play a, a big role, just like they did um, after 9-11 in kind of a, a just a release to get away from everything. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's it's entertainment and, and you know, it's something that, you know, you could go and, and watch together and fi- find a common – uh, a, a common thing to get behind. So the hope is uh, that season will start on time. Um, if you're a parent with kids looking to go back to school, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. It's not, it does not look as hopeful um, that, that that'll get done uh, before football season, but we want everybody to be safe um, and things like that. So any final thoughts, TJ? Yeah, I, I concur with you. I hope everybody can uh, stay safe. Find, you know, find one thing to to do to positively impact your community. Um, you know, trust me, there's there's plenty of need for whatever good deed it is that you've got to do. Uh, there's plenty of need for it. And um, if that's something that requires a lot of effort or just a little bit of effort, it just anything positive that you can do for somebody else goes a long way right now. Yeah. Just, you know, uplift your, uplift the community. That's what you can control what you can control and uh, you know, be a good person, love each other as Tom Allen would say. And I think that message is not just for Indiana football or Indiana football fans, but the entire uh, world right now is just, you know, love each other. And, you know, we'll, we'll get through it. Uh, people will get through it. And hopefully we come out um, better on the other side. So that does it for this podcast. Um, we will have our preseason predictions. Um, my hope is to get uh, some experts in to talk about other, other conferences as well. But we'll go, conference, you know, conference by conference, Big Ten, Pac-12, Big 12, SEC, ACC, group of fives, um, things like that, because this season is going to shape up to be – it's it's a pretty interesting season uh, in terms of who's going to make the playoff. Is, is Pac-12 going to get one in? Uh, where is Ohio State going to trip up? If they're going to trip up, you know, just how good can this Indiana football team be? Uh, it's probably the most talented one on paper in the last couple decades. So mm-hmm. it, it's – it's a really, really 
exciting time to be a college football fan. With, with it's it's right there. We're 88 days away, um, so hopefully it doesn't get pushed back. But there are a lot of storylines to to look at and things like that, and we'll take you through conference by conference uh, with that. Anyway, TJ, thanks for joining me on this Monday night. We'll be back next week uh, with our first conference preview, which is to be determined. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody. All right, that does it for tonight's podcast. Thanks for joining us. Um, You can find us on Spotify and Apple on iTunes podcast. Just search Who's Your Huddle. Uh, Keep coming back to HoosierHuddle.com. We have all our player countdowns as well as season previews uh, for the first couple of games uh, coming out as well. And then follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore Huddle and find us on Facebook as well. Uh, Thanks for joining us and we'll be back again. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Mm-hmm.